This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Helen Baker is a financial planner and she's the founder of On Your Two Feet. She joins us this morning. Hey, Helen. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Now, you have created so many wonderful resources and we'll get to your new book in a moment, but they're specifically aimed at supporting women primarily. Why? Because I'm one. <laughs> no, mainly because uh, I think like when I grew up, my mum my became a widow and I think only like all the years that I'm down the track now, I've kind of pieced the puzzle together of all the people that have been on the journey of life that you do and the clients that you meet along the way and you realise there's these all these things that women just don't know and they're generally reluctant to seek advice because they see it as a very male-dominated industry, which it actually is, very male-dominated industry, and there's nothing wrong with that per se, but women tend to want to meet with women. And so what I thought is if I write this book, it's a nice way for people to read and get a handle on the issues that they face Mm. and understand a little bit clearer why they could benefit from doing something earlier. So your book is called The Essential Guide to Financial Independence for All Women, and in it you say... Women often react, but they need to plan. What sort of things should be in that plan? Yeah, so one of the things I talk about first is getting these five foundations in place. And no one's ever passed my five foundation test ever. So there's there's a lot of detail that goes into each one. But generally what people have done is they've either done nothing or they've bought an investment property or they've done some shares. They've done some things to try and get ahead but they didn't get the foundations right. So as soon as something goes wrong, Mm. then the whole pack of cards often comes down or they're forced to sell something. So they undo all the hard work that they put in to creating these investments and trying to get ahead. So what we want to do is let's go down first and get those foundations placed and then do all the smart things on top as well to make sure that you've covered all your bases as much as you possibly can. Then if something does happen you've covered that base and and you're still going to be able to keep moving forward. So what are some of those financial foundations um, women should have? Yeah, so the first one's the emergency fund. So obviously with COVID, we saw the the need to have um, maybe more than I had anticipated even previously because depending on which sector you worked in, you had a problem. So that's basically covering if you lose your job or if a good thing happens, you know, like your kids may make some great football teams that are going travelling overseas and you want to go as well. So making sure you've got those bits there, if the car breaks down, the fridge and so on. The second one's what I call a spending and an investment plan. So I don't tend to use the word budget because that's almost like a diet and we stick to it for a little bit and then it's so unrealistic that we just blow it. So what we want to do is work out how much do we spend and there's plenty of apps or spreadsheets you can do on that. And then the investment part allows you to do something with that money. So do you pay down the home? Do you put it in super? Do you invest? Do you put it into a business? Like what do you do with that extra money? The third one is around insurances. And this is really complex now because this is changing consistently, even the last 16 months around the personal side of things. So your life, total and permanent disablement, income protection, trauma insurance. We've got private health insurance, general insurance. But the personal ones are the ones where people are most at risk, particularly if something happens from a health perspective to you or your partner or your children. So that one's really important as well and a big area where people get caught. The fourth one is around super. 
So your head constantly about consolidating your super, please don't do that. It's one of the biggest mistakes that you can make. And I talk about why that is the case in articles, books, and everywhere I can speak that out there. But, um, you know, fees, again, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Don't be too frightened about fees. Like, just look into them. How you're invested, though, is really important. So if I think back to... Um, one of the lawyers who came to see me, all of her funds were sitting in a term deposit, which would do nothing, you know, over the long term would go backwards. Mm-hmm. And then who have you left your super to? So a lot of single people will leave it to their mum because we all love our mums, but mum's probably not an eligible fin- beneficiary, oh. which means number five, which is your estate planning, your wills, powers of attorney, how you get money to your children in a tax-effective manner all lies in number five as well. So having all of that work together, then build on top of that because then if if you lose your job, you've got the emergency fund. If you get sick and can't work, you've got the insurances and then all the other pieces should work together. So some people just heard everything you said and like, yep, bravo, makes so much sense. (laughs) And and others heard it and it went straight over their head. And a a lot of people, you know, can fall into the trap of being like, oh, you know, my partner's always handled the finances for the family. What's the danger in that? Yeah, massive issues often happen with that. So what we often call sexually transmitted debt, if you're not across what's happening on the other side. But there's also the things that I've seen over the years where, you know, women default often to the men because they're doing so much. And sometimes for women, it's a little bit, scary to look at finances so they you know can't do everything they default away and what I've seen over the years is in couple situations often the man being much more of a risk taker generally than the woman is has gone and invested in some crazy stuff that's probably blown up or business owners who put nothing away and everything was hinging on the business and we've seen how businesses can go bust through floods, droughts, COVID, anything, or they've done the other and they've gone super conservative and they've done nothing, which means they're way behind for where they should have been if they'd have done some smart things along the way. So it's really important that they engage and know what's going on. Mm. And, you know, you don't need to understand every single detail as long as you've got a quality advisor with you, but you need to be abreast of what's happening. And I would encourage you to be accountable every year Because that way, when you go in for those meetings, you can see where the money's moved. And we've got issues with that where I talk about a case study in the book of a real-life situation where the husband was older and he was taking money out of the super because the business was in trouble and the wife didn't know. And then all of a sudden when, you know, got to the point where the house had to be sold and he came clean. So she was like, please talk about that so other women get across it and and stay accountable and so they can stop those things earlier. Uh, You mentioned, you know, not doing things that could have a significant help later. And I think statistically, one of those things is women not putting their front foot forward in terms of asking for pay rises, just hoping. Yeah, <laughs> Do you have yeah any- we're not so good at it, are yeah. we? <laughs> Do you have any tips for someone listening right now who, who knows that they probably should be compensated more or at least matched to their male counterpart? Absolutely. So I think firstly what we should do is do our research, you know. Often we work in a a field that we do know other people, you know, we have LinkedIn these days, we've got uh, groups, networking groups where we go and women events. So catch up with those other women and find out what's going on. Do your research, talk to the HR 
recruitment people about what's the normal salary, start to really find out what is going on. And look, our industry is the worst, right? But finance industry is the worst. But if you if you can get that information, then you will feel more armed and dangerous to go out there and say, hey, look, justifiably, I can show you this is what I should be earning as opposed to, oh, I'd like a pay rise just because. You know, be able to get that information behind you to be confident with what you're asking for and demonstrate why you should be getting paid equally, if not more. And certainly looking at bonus structures are key as well because sometimes people are earning the same salary, but it's in the bonus structure where it changes because that can often be a little bit subjective. So it's an area where I've certainly seen for some of my women where they're getting paid, you know, $50,000 less in the bonus than what they're their predecessor was getting. So they're things to research significantly. My husband and I, we met when we were in school, you know, so our relationship kicked off when we had like a hundred bucks in the bank. And so everything... Oh, nice. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's really simplified financially because... (laughs) everything's felt like a team effort. You know, I was working first when he was still doing uni and then when I've been on mat leave, he's been working and it's been quite simple for us. But what if you meet your partner in your 30s or 40s and you've had, you know, significant time working and saving? Do you have any tips on merging finances and, you know, being savvy and independent but also, you know, you're creating a life and you want to protect your relationship? Any tips on that? Definitely. So I think you want to do it in stages, you know, like the phrase we go all in these days. And for some people, they feel pressured because you have to be careful as well that you don't get manipulated. Oh, if you really love me, you would trust me and so on. So, you know, we can still do everything that we need to do together by still making some steps. So looking at someone working with at the moment who are on their second time around, okay, let's look at the house, let's buy it in an appropriate manner, let's structure it in a way where the wheels make sure that my share goes to my kids right now and your share goes to yours and then over time we'll look at it again in maybe five or ten years and see how we've been managing our money and how it's working because usually you'll find one's a spender and one's a saver. So keeping your finances separate but perhaps putting money into a joint account for bills and so on and tracking that and making sure everybody's on the same page is key. So there's a lot of different things you can do, but certainly at the initial stages, I would encourage you to keep keep control over what's yours. Mm -hmm. And if you do come in with significantly more than the other person, then look at whether a binding financial agreement, what we call like prenups, is worth getting into and as I usually joke it's like but if he's got more than you then maybe don't bring it up (laughs) (laughs) all right just finally Helen can you tell us a little bit about the proceeds from your books and and how they're helping women too yeah so what I thought I'd do is get the book out there to people in the first world so that they can get moving and then we're using the profits from this to Um, support women in disadvantaged communities in the third world. So whether it's about putting um, so um, uh, someone that we know at the moment who's a pilot who flies the little planes to rescue women who are struggling in third world countries in villages to give childbirth and getting them to a hospital so we save two lives at once. We do some putting some kids through school, do a lot of preventative work as well to try and keep people out of trafficking situations. So 
anything and everywhere that we can try and make a move. Um, yeah, we're trying to do some things that make a big difference front end and back end. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. That's Helen Baker. She's the founder of On Your Two Feet and her new book is The Essential Guide to Financial Independence for All Women. I dare say, though, there's there's a lot in there for guys too. Absolutely. As I say to the guys, and I do have male clients sometimes as well, and I just say to them, look, just change the shoes to jet skis and, you know, it's the same thing or tools or whatever tickles your fancy. The <laughs> principles are the same. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for joining us on Hope Breakfast, Helen. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.